Hey guys, Pastor Jürgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Okay, there's someone you've been having digestive problems. I think it may have to do with Crohn's disease. Um, is there anyone you have, and it feels like there's a constant like like under rolling, like there's a pressure that feels like your, your midsection is rolling within itself. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that before and never heard of it before, but that's the kind of the, the sense of it. Is there anyone you have something that's you? First service daughters over here, come. No? Oh, Jamie, stand here for a second. Was there someone else? who has an underbelly roll thing? Is that you, sir? Would you mind, can I pray for you? Jamie, I'll be right back for you. I've... praying for real estate. I don't know if you're into real estate or own real estate, but I felt like there was going to be um, like apartment complexes and multi-units multi that belong to you and that you were going to break a generational curse off of your family and that there was going to be a generational blessing and prosperity and that you, you actually have a heart for young men and that young men want to, they, they, they gravitate to you. I don't know if you work with them, but they gravitate to you. And you have um, a voice to them. And I want to just encourage you. I don't know if you're, you attend this church or even if you're a believer. But I want you to use your voice for a young generation of men who need this, who need what you have. You've overcame some things. You've walked through some things. You've, I, I see someone actually talking down to you when you were younger, not actually building you up, actually putting you down. And you, you had a, a grit, what we call a spunk of spine that says, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm gonna prove you wrong and just and just watch me and just watch me. And you're gonna be the opposite to this generation that God's gonna bring. You're gonna be the one that says, I see something in you. I see victory in you. I see power in you. I see strength in you. And all the things that you've walked through and all the pain that you've had to overcome and the times where you've had to fight when no one else believed in you, no, no one else believed in your abilities and no one else believed in your talent and your skill, but you worked harder than anybody else. You gave your, 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 you, you actually hurt yourself physically preparing for the season that you were gonna go into. And God says, this is what I want you to do for a generation. I want you to raise up a generation because you're gonna multiply and duplicate yourself in a generation that's gonna help them because they didn't have someone believe in them. Do you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense to you? I want you to know that God is watching over you. And when no one else was watching over you, he was putting, he was putting the players on the board so that you would be in the right place at the right time because of the grit that you had within you. And you said, I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna quit. 
And right now you're facing a tough wall. There's a wall right in front of you and you're like, I don't even know how I'm gonna get through this wall. But it's the same grit that you've always had that made you run through a wall, not at a wall. And you're gonna run through this season like you ran through every other season. And you're gonna have victory like you've never had. And God is gonna show, he's gonna showcase you. I hear this word showcase, he's gonna showcase you. That means he's gonna put you under a light and he's gonna put you up and he's gonna showcase you where other people now begin to hear your story and other people begin to say, listen, I'm thankful that you wrote that book. I'm thankful that you told that story. I'm thankful that you showcase, he's gonna showcase you. And no limits in this season, no limits in this season. All right, give me your name, Alfredo. Okay, now. Do you, do you have that, do you have the discomfort right now? Was it here earlier? Maybe earlier, but do you know it, at what point it went away? Okay, but it's gone? That's good. You know, there was a point where, there's always a point where we have to make a decision and that decision is to go forward without understanding. There's nothing you will ever achieve. The, the fact that Alfredo had a, a grit, that grit doesn't mean you understand everything. It means you just take the step forward. And I think if you take the step forward to walk deeper into God in this season, Alfredo, he'll actually shock you. He'll shock you. He'll be the father. I grew up without a father. And when I, when I stepped into Jesus, he, he became the father that I never knew that was gonna be so good. And I just wanna encourage you, man. I tell you, I see something, you're the biggest guy in the room, but um, I, see, I, see, <laughs> I see something so big on your life and you are gonna be spotlighted and you're gonna take a bunch of people with you into this spotlight. Lean into Jesus in this next season and watch God do something incredible, incredible for you. March, April, March, April. I don't know what March, April, does March, April have to do with your mom? Anything, March, April, something? Your adopted sister's birthday in March. And how's she doing? You, you, don't, you don't know where she is? Been out of contact? And your mom's been in contact with her? I'm telling you what's going to be good. Wow. Because somehow there's brokenheartedness there. And I don't know whose heart's going to be healed, your mom or your sister's. But there's going to be a restoration. And then that restoration is going to be healed heart. And I see this, I see the month March, April. And I, I, there's a adopted, is that her birthday? Or that's when she was adopted? When she was adopted. Is there anyone's birthday in, in April? Not that you know of. I want, I want to, I just release the blessing of God on you. You were so generous to me yesterday with your smile. You came yesterday and you were just, you didn't know how encouraging you were just coming and telling me how much you appreciated the service. And you really encouraged me and it was just strengthening to me. And you carry, you carry this, this, this generosity in your smile. Don't hold your smile back. Let it go. Give it to everybody. Pass it out. Because you carry, you carry generosity in your smile. 
But that generosity is gonna go not only in your smile, but you want it in your hands. You wanna be a vision builder. You wanna be someone who's giving. And I release on you the anointing of increase in wealth. And I release the blessing of God on your life. I pray that you would prosper. I thank you, Father. You know, I see, you're not married yet, are you? Uh, are you, how old are you? Okay, okay, we won't, we won't be too quick about it. She's like, that was like a nervous laugh. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I do want to give you a promise that you're going to have a wonderful husband. And he's going to be an amazing guy. And he's going to love you and you will never, ever, ever feel rejected. I break the spirit of rejection off of your life. I break it off in Jesus' name. I break the fear of being loved and the fear of loving. I release life to you in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the goodness of the Lord. And we release to your mom healing now to her abdomen. We thank you in Jesus' name. Is she have Crohn's disease or anything? She had surgery. Do you know what it was for? Your colon removed. We release the blessing of God. Lord, I would love to see a creative miracle in mom. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hey, man, we're still, we're still believing for your ears. We're still believing for your ears. For one, for the right ear. You, well, we believe for your ear. Yeah, we're still believing for it. Okay. I haven't forgotten. I pray for you. Every time I think, I pray for you. I haven't forgotten. God, and I'm reminded right now, God's still going to do it. I'm, so any moment it pops open, just start yelling. I don't mind being interrupted by a miracle. I don't, I don't, I don't mind being interrupted by a miracle. Okay, I, want, I don't want to let go of the Crohn's disease. I don't want to get distracted. Is there anyone that you have Crohn's disease? Okay. Family member, are you what? Your mom? Okay, come on. Let's, let's talk to mama. It's not something I normally pray for, so when I have that inclination, I want to stay with it. Amen. Amen. Give me your name again. Hi, Heather. What's your mom's name? Leanne, you are such a cheerleader for the kingdom of God. It's so fun. No one knows that you had a season of bout with depression that tried to kill you, that tried to destroy you. And the fire of light and joy that you carry today is because you have victory over it. And just put your hands out there for me. You are going to lay hands on people that are depressed and lay hands on people that are, are oppressed and that are even possessed. And you're going to see freedom and victory. And you said, Lord, use me, use me. And I, there's an anointing of ministry on you. And God is, <laughs> God is releasing, she's the best. God is releasing that anointing of ministry on you. So you love supporting ministry, but because you support ministry so well, it's been just, it's just been falling on you. It's just been you've been getting the overflow of it. And because you get the overflow of it, now your heart is starting to yearn for it. And God is setting you into a place where ministry is going to be a part of your destiny. So we speak to Leanne, we thank you. We command the Crohn's disease to be healed. And, we, and Leanne, we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We send the word to her. And we thank you, Father, that life, life is being released to her. In Jesus' name, I release the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the fire of God. 
Okay, in na 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 ba na problems in you that we need to take care of before we send you back to the chair. Okay. Is that a ligament problem in the knees? Okay, because that's what I was feeling. A little ligament issue. We're going to deal with that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we command the knee, the ligaments to be healed. Oh, there it is. We command the Crohn's to go. Now you're going to really feel the power of God. So they're there with you just in case you feel. <sighs> I release now. The knee change. The Crohn's gone. Digestive abdomen problem healed. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. All right, move your knees. Let me, let me just see if you can make them hurt. Oh, that's the goal. If you can't make them hurt, then we've done a good job. still tight so there's no pain it's just tightness all right all right mighty woman of God would you put your hand on her knee just command healing is it on your right one or both of them Car cartilage on the right ligaments on the left you have your assignment so that's beautiful I love see when you pray we're not we're not really asking we're commanding we're not really asking we're commanding and so when we pray we pray in authority just like she did she just prayed authority release because what we what we do is we we take a a withdrawal from heaven and a deposit in the earth withdrawal from heaven and deposit in the earth right if Jesus has paid the price for everything, then we we don't we don't have to ask. We just are we're this. If I were to say, "Hey, Pastor, will you go do me this? I give you a power of attorney for me, and go to my bank and withdraw a million dollars, and then I want you to, you know, power of attorney, you can go and pay this over here or give it to someone." Because I gave you power of attorney, there is no one that's going to stop you. When Jesus died on the cross, He gave us His name, which was the power of attorney. And so we have the power to go into heaven, withdraw out of heaven, and release the same power that Jesus had. That was the very purposes of, of, of God. Amen. All right, move it around a little bit for me. And I want you to continue to thank the Lord as you move. You see, any, you have any change, any difference? They're not sore. That's good news. I, I celebrate all of it. Look at, she's going to go to sleep right now. I'm just joking. She's checking it right there. As she's doing that, you haven't been able to, does that hurt? It's tight, but doesn't hurt. It, okay, in the, in the ligament or the ligament. Okay, we're still working on that. How far are we changed? How much change did we get? Between one to 10. About a six, we changed six. I like six. Six is good. Zero is better. <laughs> All 
All right, so just thank the Lord for the completion and then let us know, All right? I wanna, I wanna actually try to share the word in a minute, but I have someone else I wanna pray for. Um, there's, there's someone, your jaws, I don't know if you have like this grinding something happen. Now I'm really anointed. I just get close to them. I just get close. I, I get, did I do it? Did I did it? Did I did it? All right. Well, we got to work on our signal. Maybe two. But you have a tension in your jaw. You have, it hurts. There's real pain. Okay, you're coming. Come on. And then there's someone else. You have carpal tunnel. In, in, is that you? Okay, that whole row is getting like, you should have sat in that row. What's going on with your jaw? Um, I, I had surgery. I had a tumor removed, and I have three inches of bone, and it's caused, constantly causing me trouble again, and I'm, I'm fearful that I have to have surgery again. So I've been grinding, and I use a mouthpiece. Okay, surgery. Was the surgery because of tumor? Okay. It deteriorated the bone. And so did they replace the bone? And that's like, in, like infection or something? or. I think that I'm starting to get like that bone maybe. Okay. Are you in pain now? Yes. Okay. I, I hate to say good because we're going to notice a difference right now. What's your name? My name is Cheryl. Cheryl? Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. I love I love that you believe in Jesus. You love him with all your heart. Close your eyes, Cheryl. And here comes the power of the Holy Spirit. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, I command the spirit of cancer to leave you. I command the spirit of fear to leave you. I command the spirit of hopelessness to leave you. <laughs> All right, what about you? Okay. You grind your teeth, you have to wear an appliance to keep from grinding your teeth at night? Okay. And the grinding it primarily affects this side or affect both sides, okay. And are you in pain? Not normally just the grinding. Okay, here comes the presence of God. We thank you. One, two, three. <laughs> Please don't let her go to her seat without telling me how she's doing. Now, now, I command the grinding to stop. Discomfort to go. We release the power of the Holy Spirit now. One, two, three. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. That's the power of God. Okay, what's happening in your feet? What's happening in your feet? So God touched um, my feet. Um, actually, uh, Pastor Rex Crane prayed for me because I was having a lot, a lot of problems. And I just have to continue. Like sometimes when I get up and I have pain, I just say, no, you're a liar. But you know what's really wonderful is I wasn't here when Rex Crane prayed for your feet. And that God's telling me, oh, don't forget her feet. I was about to send you back, but he says, don't forget her feet. And so that means God wants to deal with your feet, finish it once and for all. Rex and I, are best, we're really good friends. So he may start something, and I'll come here to finish it. There it is now. Fire! Hold it up. All right, so tell me how you feel. Any pain? 
Come on over here one more time. No, no more pain, no discomfort. Can I push on it? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. Was there any pain if I touched it earlier? Would it hurt? No, it wouldn't hurt. Move it around. When, how could you, could you made it hurt earlier or just actually had a numbness? Yeah. It bothers you at night. And, but, but was there pain earlier? And that pain is gone. It's always painful. And you had a headache. And the headache's gone? I love this. Salt Lake City is on fire. Salt Lake City's on fire. All right, so what we're going to do is I feel like we're going to come through here, and then we're going to go right down your spine, right down your back. What's going on with that? Any, 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 your shoulders? You, did you see me doing that? You see your dog groomer, so always working the shoulders. You work her shoulders? Are you in pain right now? I'm sorry, we're not gonna take your job. You have other things. She knows how much pain I'm in. She'll just come just to get, just to visit you. She's like, watch it, that's my pension. I'm just, We'll just have unbelievers come to you from now on and just get. But I, no, I, I actually put my hand right here. If your husband's here and he has back problems, maybe he can get some of it too. But, but I put my hands right here because I really. <laughs> you go like this, I go like. <laughs> I wish I could do that too. It would make my wife, she would love me. I'm like, let me try. No, babe, you, you're not trying to crack my back. You guys are, you, you got to laugh. Church is not boring. Church is lively, fun, exciting. No, you're thinking that wasn't funny. No, I know, I know what you're saying. All right, tell me how your shoulders are. Is there pain there? Do a lot of work this week, and let's just test it. I command your your muscles, your pain, and the structure, the tension, all to be released in Jesus' name. Is your husband here? All right. You're going to put your hand. You're going to put this hand on him, okay? In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you activate her gift, that she's going to be able to manifest miracle working power when she sees her husband. Fire the Holy Spirit. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so what did we come up for? Carpal tunnel. Is it, does it affect your grip? Does it affect you? And it hurts? Your hands are swollen from carpal tunnel. Is anyone else coming for car carpal tunnel? Just you? You as well? Okay. And your, your hands are grip? Okay. I'm going to... I'm gonna grab, is it both hands? What's your name? Ruby, thank you for Ruby. I release the power of the Holy Spirit to Ruby. Thank you, oh there it is, I take it from you Ruby. I command the swelling to go. Besides swelling, is there any effect that we would know immediately that it changed? Okay, so she has pain in her wrist. Will you agree with me that the pain leaves right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that all the pain goes and releases from Ruby. 
we thank you that it's finished now in Jesus' name. Ruby, God says, he says, tell her that I'm her provider. Tell her that I'm her provider. Ruby, don't come under the pressure of you being your own provider. God is your provider. And if you will step out in faith, he's going to provide for you in a way that you, you never imagined. Don't let your faith fall. Stay strong in faith. Stay courageous. Stay encouraged. God's hand is upon you. In Jesus' name, move your wrist and tell me if there's any any more pain there. Pain a little bit on this one? No pain on this one? All right. Aren't you glad that we're more stubborn than the pain? Aren't we, Ruby? Aren't we? I love it. Yes, thank you. We have to be stubborn against the works of the enemy. I take it from you. Uh, now move it around for me again. Check that out. No more pain, either side. Your neck pain is going away too. Amen. You have rotation now. You didn't have rotation earlier. No, I did not have rotation. And I didn't pray for that. That was that started when you were in your seat. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout. The carpal tunnel, Father, in the name of Jesus, I command the carpal tunnel to be healed. I command it to loose him and let him go. I thank you for the power of freedom. I thank you for the power of life. I thank you for releasing that in Jesus' name. Now check yours. You feel good? The swelling's going down? You feel it? Yeah. How are you feeling? Sore? Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus. What? Oh, my high five guy's not here, huh? Come on, come in. She wants to give a high five. He, she's going to give you a high five, and we're going we're gonna to notice the change. I love it. She's a joint carrier. Check it out. Feel a lot better. One more high five. So in the earlier service, first service, we just, the Lord just said, high five him, and he's going to get healed. And so we did, because he was on the high team. <laughs> we high fived him, and his neck got a little bit healed. And we're like, okay, can we get two high fives? The second high five and his neck got completely healed. That's why we're doing the high five right now. So check it for me one more time. Good? A little bit better? Not the only issue? Well, let's look. Gut pain. Oh, I like, well, I don't like gut pain, but we, I command the gut pain to go. Is it digest, digestive issues? Your daughter has Crohn's and, and you have IBS. What does IBS represent? A what? Okay, okay, I know that one. I just didn't know it as IBS. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We command IBS to loose him and let him go. We command Crohn's and his daughter to go. We thank you for the power of your spirit. Now, sir, here comes the power of the Holy Ghost from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout. This, this sir, you're wearing a hat. I just want to, I, when I looked at you, I saw the fire of God on you. I just saw such fire. 
And I, when I caught eyes with you, I said, I, I, saw, I saw the fire and I saw the, the spirit of revival and life on you. I saw the spirit of revival and life. And I saw the power of resurrection, the resurrecting power of God. And the Lord is gonna, you are such a team player. The Lord is gonna put you in the midst of a team. And that team is going to be uh, full of fire and full of revival. And I see you as a leader. I see you as a leader, a captain, a driving force. Uh, God put leadership on you. And you're going to have, there's a wave, there's a wave of just righteous success and righteous excellence and righteous power. And God releases this fire on you. And Lord, I thank you for the grace of God and the gift of God that he is. Power of the Holy Ghost. I release it now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, God. 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 Man, there's such fire here. Listen. Whoa, okay. <laughs> here we are, nine minutes again. All right, all right. Do you mind if I, if I share a word with you? I, I know there's more ministry, but I really feel like this word will help us take us to that next level. And will you have a seat? Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I love coming to this church. I mean... Honestly, we could just keep on going. Thank you, team. You guys are awesome. I feel like, I feel like this is a late night band. It's like Pyro's going on, on, on with me and the theme's going. We're just traveling. <laughs> Take it on the road. Well, today I want to talk to you about um, how to frame frame your, your faith. And you know, there's a framework to your faith. The reason we pray for the sick and the reason we do this is not just because we want to display, just, you know, just, it's not a show off thing. It's literally because God wants to show that he is, he is a faithful God. He wants to be seen. He wants to be evident, but he wants you to know that your faith can touch him. And in your faith, touching him, he will respond in touching you. There's a lot of people that think, well, if I don't have enough faith, will God touch me? I've been around people who don't have any faith whatsoever, and God touches them. And sometimes, I'll, I'll, you know, Pastor, I'll, there was a time I was praying for a guy, and we were in a tent. We were doing a tent revival. <laughs> you and I, we should do one here in Salt Lake. It would be fun. It would be, be, be a blast. It would be, be just, it'd just be fun. <laughs> okay. I was like, I saw it right now, clocks being, all clocks being thrown out. Um, but this guy comes up, and he's a skateboarder, and he, he got injured in his, in his riding, and it was his elbow. And uh, I said, you know, are you a Christian? He goes, no, I'm not a Christian. I'm like, well, do you believe that God will heal you? He goes, ah. I said, do you believe in God? No. I said, well, can I pray for you? I want to just show you that God's real. And he goes, okay. And, and so I said, what I want you to do is I want you to lift your hand. I want you to just lift your hand in, the, in like you were gonna say, yes, God. He lifts his hand like he's in, all you need is action because action is a faith word. Action is faith. And a lot of people think faith is believing, 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 but faith is actually action. Faith is action. Works, right? Works, you need to have action 
You have to have doing. And I know we try to get away with, get rid of works. But works is a sign that you have faith. I don't need to have, we have to go past believing to working. And so he reached up, and when he reached up, he goes, F. Okay, I know I'm going to mess with some of your theology. You guys are going to be mad at me. It's all right. And then, and then, and then all, I was with a bunch of religious people, and they're like, ooh. And they, he's like, F and F and. Because you don't even need to have right language to get healed. He had, no, he had no faith. He didn't have right language. But what he had was action. What he had was action. There's a, in the Bible, there's a, there's a guy that didn't have the right perspective and everything. And we, let's read about it in Luke 19, verse 1. It says, and Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And it's telling us that as a tax collector and you're rich, that you actually know how to get more than what you're supposed to be collecting in taxes out of people's lives, right? And so he, he increased in his riches. And, you know, there's two things that the Bible gives you hints to that people didn't like in that day were lawyers and tax collectors. And if you're a lawyer, I'm sorry, it's not the same kind of law that you practice, but it was, it was biblical law, I think. I'm just joking, I'm just joking. I'm just messing with you. So, so, so it's giving us a perspective. The Bible always gives you perspective so you know how to relate. In verse 3 it says, and so he sought to see Jesus, or who Jesus was. Not just to see him, but he wanted to see who he was. And I think it's important that you don't want to just see Jesus or just come to church, experience him, Jesus, but I want to know who you are. And in order to, to know who someone is, you need to sit and talk with them. You need to listen to them. You need to know more about them. You need to understand more of them, right? Someone said to me today, they said, oh, I went to your Instagram because I wanted to know more of who you were. Well, they, they get that, but then they come and they talk to me and they say hello, right? We get to know who you are by the interaction and community. So he's not just wanting to see Jesus, but he's wanting to know who he is. Picture this. So get this. He, I want to know who you are. I want to see who you are. And so he's, he's positioning in his mind, I need to get in a place where it's not just I'm going to be in the crowd, walking with the crowd, knowing the, just seeing the same things the crowd are seeing, but I have to see him in a different perspective. And so we continue on in this, this next verse, and it says he wanted to see who Jesus was, but, but could not because of the crowd, for he was short of stature. He was short. And all the shortest statues say amen. That's the first time ever. But you know what's really powerful is the Bible never said that he couldn't see because he was short. The Bible says he couldn't see because of the crowd. See, God didn't want him to focus on his shortness. Sometimes we focus on our inabilities, our our, what's insufficient, and we miss the fact that it's not that we're insufficient. It's that we, don't, we, can, we need to reposition ourselves because of our insufficiencies. Don't let your insufficiencies stop your positioning. Just because you're not in the same framework as the crowd doesn't mean you can't reframe yourself. The crowd is there to sometimes tell you that you don't fit in. All right, so you guys are going to... Don't act like that to me. I'm just visiting 
See, I want to help you. I want to encourage you that just because you don't know something, just because you can't read well, just because you can't speak well, just because you can't do something well, doesn't mean that you are not going to be someone who can see the fullness of what God sees for you. That is not supposed to identify you. That is not the problem. God didn't point him as the problem. He didn't point him as the issue. He pointed the crowd as the problem. And if you try to formulate your whole life around the crowd, then you will always have a problem. I love the fact that he didn't say the crowd, oh, he was short, that's why he was, no, without a crowd, then there's no problem. So what do you have to do? You have to rise above the crowd. In this season, Salt Lake is going to rise above the crowd. In this season, you're going to rise above the crowd. You're going to rise above what everything else is happening. You're not going to try to compare yourself with others. You're going to just position yourself where others won't position themselves because they don't have a deficiency. They don't have something that's holding them back. They don't have something that's shortcutting them. So it says that he, the the scripture, let's read it. It says in verse 4, so he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus, to see him. Now remember, he wasn't just wanting to see him, he wanted to see who he was. So he went to see him, for he was going to pass that way. Now this tells me something about how faith works. Faith works says, first I need to anticipate where I'm going. You need to anticipate where you're, how many of you are anticipating where you're going? You have a sense of where you're gonna go. You, you, you have a, I wanna get over here, I wanna go, you thinking ahead. Forward thinking is the greatest key to awareness. Right? Awareness doesn't come to a person who's not trying to see ahead. Awareness is the key to every successful thing that you want to do in life. I don't want to be too pathfinder-minded in this morning, but I want to be a pathfinder-minded in the morning. I need you to understand that God didn't put you on this earth to be regular. He put you on this earth to be successful in every single way, in every single category. He wants you to step up into a new level. So you got to see ahead. Have you ever tried to run a direction without having a direction? Run. Which way? That's the first thing you go. If you're going to run somewhere, you always have to have a direction. The reason some of you are not advancing as fast as you want to advance is because you haven't set a direction. Most people don't set directions. They set, I want change. Change is not a direction. Desire for change is a frustration. I don't have time for, the, I don't have time for you guys to like take too, tall, too long with this. I need you to be quick about it. So most people are frustrated because they are caught in between two opinions. Can I do it or can I not do it? Do I have the ability or do I not have the ability? And the not have ability is usually coming because you're looking at the crowd. But if you look at yourself, you always say, I have the ability. It's not until you stand next to someone else, you go, I don't know if I can. So when you're setting your direction in life, don't set it based upon what other people are doing. Set it based upon the destiny that is inside of you, the purpose that lives inside of you, the thing that is craving, that calling, the energy, the curiosity that's inside of you. So 
So when you decide I'm going to, at that point and only at that point do you have the wheels to run. Running, like we said, running at a wall is different than running through a wall. If I said run to this, through that, at that wall, most people would run, and then they start to apprehend. They, be, they become apprehensive towards the end of the wall, and then they go like this. But if you know you can break through that wall, you full steam ahead. And most people don't run with full steam because we don't actually think we're more powerful than the wall in front of us. So, so, so he's saying, Zacchaeus says, listen, I'm going to run ahead. He runs ahead. What's, what's the first thing you have to do? You have to run ahead. Get in front of everything. Making decisions from behind or within is difficult. Get in front of it. He runs in front of it, and then he climbs up the sycamore tree. You know, the sycamore tree has three other names, two other names. Let me give you two other names. The fig tree, fig tree, it is, sycamore tree is also the mulberry bush, the mulberry tree. Sycamore tree is all those three. That's the, that's the sycamore tree. What does that mean? The first time, one of the times that Jesus said that he spoke to, he said, if you have the, the faith, if you have faith, then nothing's impossible to you. If you have the faith as a mustard seed, it will be like a, a, a sycamore. It'd be like a sycamore. It's a mustard tree. It's a mulberry tree. It's, it's all the same. So what you grow it up into is determined by how you want to apply your faith to it. If you, want to, if you focus on doing the impossible, then you will have a big tree. That little seed will grow into something amazing. And you'll say to the mulberry bush, you can also say to a bush that's in the way, get out of the way. Do you know Jesus, he did this thing. I know I'm going to, can I steal a couple more minutes? Jesus did this thing where he's coming and he's hungry. Come on, doc. He's hungry. I got to be a friend to her now because I'm still in her clients. <laughs> he comes to this tree and he's hungry. Remember the story? He comes to the tree, it's a fig tree. And he comes to this fig tree and he's hungry. And, he, and it looks like it's supposed to feed him because of the, if you know a fig tree, it grows big leaves to cover the fruit. The fruit is ripe when the tree leaves are huge. So he comes and he's approaching because it looks like it's available to eat, but it's not the right season. So it's amazing. You have to have not only the look, but the season. He comes to it, lifts up the, lifts up the, the, the leaf and doesn't find any fruit under it. Then he steps back for it and the Bible says, and he responds to it. He didn't just say to it, but he responded to it. Response is always because something started the conversation. What is that tree saying to him that he has to respond to it? That tree speaking to him. The moment you have something that doesn't respond to you properly, you go and try to get a job or you try to get a loan and it doesn't work your way and you walk away and you go, what, is, what we do is we start talking to ourselves about that moment, I guess I'm never going to do it. I guess I'm not good enough. I guess I'm going to always be rejected. I'm guess, are you understanding? Circumstances have something to say about your future, but you should never let it talk. So Jesus knows in this moment, I've got to respond to this. I've got to talk back to it because it's talking to me. Don't you dare allow a circumstance to tell you something about who you are and about what you can't do and about what God can't do in your life. See, it's, 
The first time something doesn't go our way, you know what we do? It tells us, what we start to go, what does this mean? What does this mean about me? What does this mean to my future? You know what that meaning is? That meaning, <laughs> it's still red. I get nervous. Okay. <laughs> red means stop. <laughs> red means go. <laughs> when you understand that, that you can't allow anything of circumstance to tell you your meaning. So Jesus refuses to allow this tree to tell him his meaning. He's the creator of all things. Everything that exists came out of him. The Bible says it only exists because he has given it its consistency. You know, the Bible says it all, because he holds all things together, it is consistent because of him. And here he walks up to something that is the only thing that ever said no to him. The water didn't say no to him. He just walked right on it. The wall didn't say no to him. He just walked right through it. Are you understand? Nothing ever said no except for this fig tree. He's the creator of all things. At that moment, timing or not timing, it should have popped out some figs. It should have just... Come on, it should have just... It should have just kicked out some figs because he's the creator of all things. It should have said, I can't wait to manifest for you. Because the meaning of life is in you. The meaning of life is in you. And it started, if he didn't speak to it, it would have continued to speak to him. And what we do is we come to these trees, these mulberry trees, these fig trees, these sycamore trees, and we sycamore, they, they say something to us and we go, oh gosh, I'm, no one's ever going to love me. Whatever the circumstances. And, and it's funny how many people we encounter that that traumatic thing becomes the rest of their life. When I talk to them a month later, oh, but that tree. I'm like, can we talk about something? But you don't know how painful. The, I'm not saying the tree is not painful, but the tree is still speaking in your life. And... It's 30 years ago, it's still speaking, and you shouldn't allow it speaking. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't still be. Someone's got to respond to it. How long do you want to sit there? Because he's supposed to go, he has an appointment to get to the city to turn over tables for his father's house. He's supposed to be turning over tables. And he's like, Jesus' response is beautiful. He says, may... You never bear fruit again. Now, I, want to, I, want to, I want you to hear what, what, I, what I hear. You will not bear fruit on me ever. See, because what that tree tries to do, that tree of disappointment tries to leave you growing and implant itself on you. And now you will become the seed bearer to everyone else that has disappointment. And he's saying, and then the fruit of that moment will then become the fruit in someone else's life. And then they'll be eating the fruit of your disappointment. And, and then next, you know, they'll become disappointed and they'll be bitter and they'll be frustrated because now I'm still rehearsing what that tree said about me and who I am. And, and I'll still keep it in mind. And I'm like, you know, I'm rejected. And now I meet you. And, and now I want to reject you because I'm rejected. And now the spirit of rejection is all flowing. And now that fruit starts to bear over there and then bear over here and bear here. And now that tree is bearing more fruit. But Jesus says, I'm going to 
respond to you differently. You will not live anymore after this day. After this day, this is done. You have no more opportunity to bear fruit. And then he turns his back. Now, listen, Jesus Jesus goes into the next city because he's at an appointment. It's It's one of the greatest feasts. It's the feast where the son comes and helps the father clean out his house, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's typical that the child will come and help the father clean out his house to prepare. So Jesus is going into the place and he's going into the temple where there is tables and mixture happening. If he doesn't handle that tree right, he can't handle this next season right. If you don't handle that bitter season, that bitter moment right, you can't handle the next season right. If you don't handle that frustrating season right, you can't handle the next season right. The Bible says Jesus goes into the city, and all of a sudden he comes out with a whip. I'm like, where did Jesus get this whip? Anyone I read that goes, Jesus, where do you pick up a whip? A whip. You know what I thought? I thought after he told that tree, you can bear no more fruit, he started pulling off branches. Pulling off branches. Started stripping branches and started tying branches. He's taking the pain of his past and is about to make a breakthrough in his future. Come on, some of us need to learn how to braid in this season. You need to learn how to braid something up in this season. Yes, every step you take, you're braiding it up. Every step you're taking, you're braiding up another thing. Oh, by the time I get to where I got to go, that which used to identify me will be the thing that I use to tear down the devil's work and tear down the breakthrough and give the breakthrough for other people. And he walks in there from a, with a whip in his hand. Come on, somebody say, whip it up. His disciples are going. See, you have to decide. Sycamore tree, mulberry bush, fig tree. You can say in this mountain, be thy removed and cast in the sea. Depending on what you do with the moment that something's telling you that you're beneath what you're supposed to be. He's trying to create a stature that is so small in you that you can't get around the crowd. You've got to talk to that moment. Is anyone here with me? Is, am I just talking to, am I talking to the front row? Am I talking all the way back to the end? Is it all the way going, is it going all the way back there? Because I want to know. If it, I need to know, is it just the front row? Because if I'm going to get in trouble by going a little too long, I want to know everybody's with me. That we're, I want to know we're all in trouble. Zacchaeus, he decides I'm going to, take this faith and I'm going to run ahead. The Bible says something about faith. If we're going to climb the tree, you have to climb the tree of faith. You have to know how the frame works, how it works. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Isn't that true? But the Bible also says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And we know that everything that we see was first framed by God speaking it. So what you're, what you're living in, the frame that you live in is first based upon what you're speaking. If you don't like the house you're living in, then you didn't give the designer the proper design. Right? You got to speak it out. And he says, and we know that it's evident that all this stuff, all this stuff is here first is created in the invisible. 
and then manifest it in the natural. So we start to do things by faith. Pastor Trace, yeah, I got to do faith stuff. He, he said faith is the actions. So we start to believe for faith stuff. And what's really interesting, we start to ask, and I'm going to use this example of, of water. You know, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, you're, you're, you're living in life, and there's some challenges. And so I'm going to, my challenge is I'm thirsty. I, God, I want some water. God, give me a bottle. He's getting thirsty. God, give me, give me a bottle. I want some water, Lord. I know that there's a bottle of water around somewhere. And a bottle of water, Lord. And then the next thing you know, we run across an opportunity that looks like a, a cap. And we go, stupid cap. Stupid cap. I asked for water. This confirms that you're not a good God because you only see me a cap. But the fact is, is if the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence, you know, I like detective shows. I like detective shows because they're always collecting evidence. Evidence towards something that they believe is true. And it either is confirming or, or, or denying. So what we do with our faith is we use evidence to deny instead of evidence to confirm. This bottle cap shouldn't make me go, well, see, God's not real. This bottle cap should actually say, see, God's real. If there's a cap, that means there's a bottle. Then I'll thank you, Lord, that you gave me this cap. It's not the opportunity I wanted. It's not the open door that I wanted, but it is the cap of the proof that I'm on the right way. It's proof that I'm in the right direction. And so I collect the cap. I put that over, and oh, I got the cap. And then next thing you know, I run into the bottle. I'm like, oh, there's a bottle. Bottle, that means there's water. If there's a bottle, that means there's water. And if I have a cap, that means there's, and then I'm not going to throw away the evidence that I'm on the right way. And so I have a bottle and a cap. Next thing you know, I find a label. See, if we learn to be people who would collect evidence that God was moving instead of collecting evidence that God was not moving, evidence is coming, evidence has been sent. Then ultimately, if we collect our evidence, we will get to what we want because he'll fill it up with what we've been asking for, but you may not get what you've been asking for, just the vehicle to hold it. Don't be someone who throws away evidence. Collect the evidence. When I work with someone and, and you, know, you know, Ruby says, oh, it's on this side, but not on this side. I have enough evidence to go back to the other side. If someone says, I say, what's the percentage? Oh, you know, it's, it's 6% better. I mean, one to 10, it's, it's six better. Like, that's great. See, I know that the rest is coming because of what has already changed. I don't throw away what is. If I get 1%, if I get 1%, I know the rest is coming because the Bible says he is faithful to complete what he has started. It's going to be completed because he's faithful. And if I continue to take the actions, then I'm going to have the completion. Is anyone understanding this? Zacchaeus, 
he runs ahead, climbs up a tree, anticipating the way Jesus would come. I love this about Jesus. Zacchaeus is up there, and he wants to see Jesus. But remember, he wants to not only see him, but he wants to see who he is. Who? Who? So he's in a position that now he has done two things that separate him from the crowd. He ran ahead and got above. Can anyone in this season in your life go ahead, get in front of it, and then go above it? Well, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be extreme. You're going to have to do some extreme things to get in front of it. You're going to have to do some extreme things to get above it. But if you are overcoming something that other people don't have to overcome, then you need to do what other people aren't willing to do. He climbs up in the tree, and then he, he's just waiting for them to pass by. Jesus is praying and ministering to people all along, and then he comes to that very spot, and he looks up. Zacchaeus! How, do you, how does he know his name? It's funny. When you position yourself for God, he will let you know, I've been waiting for you. Zacchaeus thought he was waiting for Jesus, but Jesus was waiting for Zacchaeus to position himself. Zacchaeus, hurry up and get down there, boy. I'm going to go to your house. Now, what's worth all the people he's hanging out with? He's going to go to Zacchaeus' house so he can get to know who he is. You can't see who he is by him walking by. But you see who he is by him coming to your house. He says, climb down. He ran down. Zacchaeus climbed down real quickly and said, I'm going to my house. You know what I love about Zacchaeus on the way he's going? Listen, if I've stolen anything from anybody, I'm giving it back. (laughs) Can you see it? I'm sorry, I took a little little stature steps. You didn't see that. You missed it. You You missed the funny right in the midst of funny. He's taking a little Zacchaeus step saying, if I, if I have stolen anything from anybody, I'm going to give back four times. He's repenting. He's changing. His arc of life changed. Everything's changing. Now he's getting to know Jesus. Some of us, we are waiting to change. Then we're going to know Jesus. But when you know Jesus, when you get to know Jesus, your change is going to happen. You're like, if I'll, I'll, when, I, when I stop do, smoking weed, I'll come to church. No, come to church smelling, smelling like weed. I'm not telling you keep smoking weed. Tell me like, Pastor Tracy said, I can smoke weed all I want to. Shoot. No, when you come, we're expecting some kind of arc of change. But we're not, we're not saying wait and get ready. Come on in. Come on in. Zacchaeus went home. His whole family, I'm, I'm going to his whole family gets shifted and changed because this one man made a change. This one man decided I'm going to run ahead and do something that no one else has done in my family. Anyone here breaking generational curses like I am? 
anyone breaking off stuff like you should be okay with the fact that you're running ahead and no one understands you're climbing up higher and no one understands you should be okay with it you're doing something that no one understands you should know that you're going to be the key to generational curses being broken you should know that everyone behind you is going to find victory because you went ahead and because you ran higher and you did what no one else thought in their heart to do. I want you to know victory is right here for you because you're willing to run ahead and you're willing to climb up higher. Frame your life with faith. Talk to that thing and say, you will no longer bear fruit on my life. Can I pray for you before we close here? Maybe you're looking at a fig tree and this tree has been telling you all about your life. It's been trying to identify you and make you feel negative about who you are and you feel beat up, you feel discouraged. Can we give a new meaning to that? Just say with me, whip. I'm gonna turn you into a whip. In the name of Jesus, come on, if you feel like there's been disappointment, discouragement, frustration, things that have been holding your faith back. I felt like I had an assignment this weekend to come and restore faith to this church in a new level. Things have been holding your faith back. There was a point where I was, that the book out there, Art of Joy, I was so disappointed in God. I didn't realize I was disappointed. He asked me to write that book, and I said, God, I don't want to write a book on joy. He said, no, he, he, he told me to first write a book on dis, overcoming disappointment. I'm like, I'm not disappointed. I mean, I was seeing miracles. We were traveling the world, seeing miracles. Things were going great. Power of God was showing up. And he says, I want you to write a book on overcoming disappointment. I, I said, well, easy, I'm going to read some articles, write some things. I started writing this book and I realized I was so upset with God, I was mad. I didn't realize how mad I was. I was mad to the point that I was believed for other people, but I wouldn't believe for me. Some of you have lost your faith in what God can do for you, even though you have faith in what God can do for other people. And I remember saying, God, I'm so mad at you. I'm so angry. And I remember going to a service and coming back, someone's ear popped open. That's why I believe for you. Someone's ear popped open in that service. They were completely deaf from birth. Their ear popped open. I remember coming back going, God, how can you open up someone's ear? But my life is broken. My life is beat up. And, and my life was actually good, but I felt rejected. I, felt, I stood at that tree too long. And me, my, my marriage was great. Everything was great. But I stood at the tree too long because there were some things that I hoped for. And they didn't come to pass. And I said, God, what's wrong with me? So you guys have never said that, but can I be your example? I said, God, what's wrong with me that you can do that in them, but you can't do that in me? And I remember coming after service after service, coming home and going, God, what's wrong with me? And I remember that tree speaking to me and going, you are this, and you are this, and you are this, and you are this, and you are this. It wasn't God, and it wasn't the devil. It was that tree, that moment that was trying to identify me. And I remember God saying, you have to believe to see the goodness of God in the land that you're living in. And don't forget that I'm good. My life shifted. I had to change. I had to repent. I had to change my mind and the fact that God is good. Even though I, I'm going to have to grow in my stature. But I realized my faith wasn't activated. I had allowed little moments to corrode my faith. And today I want to restore your faith. I want to get that, the corrosion off of your faith. Is anyone you would say, I, be honest with me. If no, if you don't, then don't lift your hand. But if you do, just lift your hand. I want, I want my full faith back. I want all things that have been corroding my faith removed. 
in the name of Jesus, I pray that corrosion of faith would be removed. Any residue of doubt would be removed. Anything that's been holding us from great faith be removed. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow this great faith to come back to me and come back to them. I thank you, Lord, that we're speaking to our tree. And say, in the name of Jesus, say it with me, in the name of Jesus, you will bear no more fruit on me, on my family, on my relationships ever again from this day forward in Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.